everyone, and welcome to episode 179 of the Savvy Girls Podcast. This is Melanie, and I'm podcasting from St. Albert, Alberta. Also on this episode, Deborah and Savvy Mom, I told them that I, two weeks ago, I told them that I was starting up the podcast again and doing an episode and to let me know if, if they, they were in Ottawa, if they wanted to contribute something, and my email notifications went down, so I got the podcast up. It was all done. It was online. And then I looked and indeed they had put a segment in the Dropbox. So we're going to start off with that. That was recorded on Christmas Eve. And now Savvy Mom is here in St. Albert. And so the second part is Mom and I chatting. It's a lot of mom, (laughs) which it's a good thing. We're chatting about knitting and, and all sorts of things. So sit back, put your knitting stick in January because it is now January and enjoy the show. And I said, wait, hey, hey, it's just an ordinary day, and it's all your state of mind. At the end of the day, you just got to say it's all right. Hi, Mom. Hi there, Deborah. How are you? I'm okay. It's been so long since I've recorded. Oh, my goodness. It's been a pretty long time since I've been on the podcast. Well, I'm really happy to be here. I'm really happy to be here. And we have a lot to talk about. We do. I'm going to let you start off because I never feel like I have anything to say. So, Well, I don't know when I last recorded, but it was a really long time ago. In the past year... Oh my goodness. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry I've been absent. In the past year, I got married. Congratulations. Thanks. That was in March 2017. Yep. And... um. I don't know if I recorded since then. I did some knitting for my wedding. I think I think I recorded. Or you talked about your I talked canopy, about the, the, the hoppa cover. Okay, all right. So I knit I, I knit a giant uh, canopy under which my husband and I got married. So that happened, and then I went on my honeymoon, and we went to Israel, and I got sick. I got the flu in Israel, so I was. Um, in the stuck in the beds in the hotel for the exact wrong reason. <laughs> I was pretty sick for most of the trip, but that's okay. Not really okay, but that's okay. Because you got better. I did absolutely. It yeah. was just you know unpleasant. And then I got then I got back. We're both sorry. <laughs> we both just yawned because both a little sleep deprived. That just a little bit, um, because a month after I got back. For my honeymoon, less than a month, I got pregnant. And so? And... You still weren't feeling well. <laughs> I still wasn't feeling well. Um, it, it felt my, like you weren't feeling well my husband for a very long I, time. Yeah, my husband and I wanted to have a family. I didn't quite expect it to work so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, in April 2017, I was pregnant. Yeah, and um, and if you hear any cute little noises, it'll be uh, a little one, a little one. And I don't remember the exact timing, but I realized or I found out I was pregnant uh, at the end of April, and I went for an ultrasound. And this was probably I went for the ultrasound probably mid May. I think. I think. I think mid-May. So I went for an ultrasound. 
And the ultrasound tech was was looking, you know, she whatever they was the wand, a wand, and whatever. And she's looking at it, and she goes, "Oh!" And I was looking at the screen as she was doing it, actually, and thinking, "Huh, I see something strange there." I was counting the number of things that I saw, and and as she's doing it, she goes, "Oh, it looks like you've been twice blessed." I said, what, 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 what? <laughs> it turns out I was pregnant with twins. Which is why you were so sick. I was very sick. She was so sick. She I'm, was green. I was Poor so sick for Deborah. so long. I'm a little tired. It's also, what, 1 a.m. now? <laughs> the day has gotten gone by quickly. Um, so I indeed have been twice blessed. I wouldn't have phrased it that way, but twice with identical twin girls and uh they're lovely and i gave birth to them on um on december 3rd which happened to be my 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 grandfather and my father's birthday birthday. so two generations two three generations later one two three 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 generations later they the the girls share my grandfather's birthday their great-grandfather's birthday and they're so sweet. Oh, they're, and they're so, so cute. adorable. And they they were a little early. This type of twin pregnancy, which is an identical twin, pre- what they call a mono die, uh, um, mono single single placenta and two sacs. Two sacs. So a mono die twin pregnancy has higher risks at well throughout, but um, in particular at the later gestation. So they deliver them early. And my girls came a week earlier than than we were scheduled, so they spent a little bit of time getting used to being out in the real world. They came a week earlier than they w- were going to be. Yes, come, but that was a month earlier. So they were born at thirty five weeks. Thirty five, and they were supposed to be born at thirty six weeks, which is what the medical community sees as the the right time to deliver yes, this the kind protocol of twin. For, for yeah, this, yeah, because the risks increase afterwards. So they were a little bit early, so they're a little bit little. And they're they're absolutely I'm enchanted with them. I also have no idea how I'm gonna get it takes a lot of coordination to get any sleep. Right now my husband is taking part of the night shift and I'm taking other part of the night shift and you're taking your early morning but tonight's your last night here so um it takes some coordination because um they're they 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 take a they it's the feeding i can't feed both at once yet because they're they're too small and they need kind of my undivided attention while i'm feeding them so change and then feed and it takes about 45 minutes to an hour per baby and each baby eats every about two and a half to three hours so um there isn't a whole lot of time for sleep in between there isn't a whole lot of time for sleep sometimes i set my alarm for the in between like at night i'll set my alarm for the in between time and i'll look and i'll say oh goodness there's a whole hour and 10 minutes that i get to sleep before i have to wake up (laughs) and it's like a glorious hour and 10 minutes if it's less than an hour there's not much point in going to sleep but Um, so i should talk about knitting (laughs) 
Um, I should, well, I did a little baby knitting. What did you knit? Um, I knit them some hats. And I didn't know what size they were going to be, and I didn't really know what size babies are. You knew they were going to be early. Yeah, but I, I knit three sizes of hats and two two hats in each, and, you know, it turns out that they're actually... All of them are too small. <laughs> the biggest one is... Which is not big, um, but the biggest one is... Uh, it just tight. fits. It's a, it's a little fit. tight. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. They were quick, quick knits, and... And honestly, I, I've been so sick throughout my pregnancy that I didn't knit anything else. You knit yourself a hat. I did. <laughs> That's pretty much all I knit in throughout all of my pregnancy, for, so which was, what, eight months? Um, I knit a hat for myself. But it's a nice hat. I like it. It, it looks good. I used socks that rock medium white, and I knit a basic slouchy hat with uh, a ribbed Oh my goodness, I'm tired. Ribbing plus stockinette <laughs> goes on my head. It's a hat. Oh my goodness. It's my goodness. So I was going to crochet something for the, for the babies. Knowing that they were going to be early, there's a project around, actually globally, it's, it's in a number of different countries called octopus for preemies and people crochet octopus dolls for premature babies and donate them and then these octopus dolls have to meet rigorous standards Uh, if it were just a regular crochet stitch i could whip one of these off without any trouble Mm -hmm. but reading the instructions and following the um uh, the tutorials on on YouTube. Um, I started making the swatch and then gave up because my hands were so sore. Oh, because they need to be the stitch needs to be so tight. It's not a regular single crochet stitch. It's a crochet under stitch. So rather than putting your yarn over, you put your yarn under and mm. pull it through. And you have to use a small. Uh, this was, um, <laughs> sorry, um, I didn't tell you the names of the girls. So right now we're here with Isadora and she's fast asleep with, against, n- n- not me, but against I'm holding mom, her. um, her, so she's her fast asleep. Her name is Isadora, Isadora Libby. Yeah. And then her sister downstairs, and I don't know if the, the recording, the, the machine picked up on it, but dad is downstairs, not dad, my husband, is downstairs changing Amelia Rose, or Amelia, and she was screaming. <laughs> they um, they don't like being naked. No, but it's like an immediate. As soon as like you you take the diaper off, scream, scream, new diaper goes on, silence. Yeah, it's, they're just like they just don't like them. Uh, they had no, baths tonight. They did. And Sorry, they, you, they, we can get back to the octopus okay. in a minute. But they had baths and they... So this was Amelia's second bath at home and Isadora's first bath at home because they came home a couple days apart. Um, And Amelia would have none of her first bath. She screamed the whole time. The second time, maybe the water... adorable. Maybe the way was pretty cute. Maybe the water was a little warmer. I'm not sure what it was. Or maybe I was, you know, Eric, my husband and I were a little more experienced giving babies bath. 
They were, both really loved they it. They both were so cute. And they, there was they, the only screaming happened afterwards when we were getting them dressed. Because they were naked. Because they were naked. Um, but it was it was kind of cute. It was just kind of laying there in warm water. And we'd all, you know, like, wash them down. And it was just, just a lot of... It was a spa day. It was so cute. But the, neither of them have wanted to wake up or eat They're in the six hours that have passed bush. since bath time. <laughs> They're both so dire. So now I know what has to happen if, you know, if they're ever too energetic. Like, great. Time for a bath. Yeah. <laughs> Time for mom to sleep. That's Don't right. Have a bath. That's right. Come up Well, they'll be, they'll be all, I'm sorry, I can't stop yawning. And every time she yawns, I do. <laughs> but it's, <laughs> I don't even know what I was saying. Anyway, so I was talking about the octopus project. Yeah. And the, the tentacles or legs of the octopus are, are crocheted in a spiral. And I guess... Preemie babies just love holding on to to these uh, these these tentacles, and they're um, I don't know whether it reminds right. of, of the umbilical cords or what it is, but the um, the surface of the octopus has to be uh, rock. Well, it it has to be rock hard when it's stuffed, and so no stuffing will get loose, and so hmm. it's not. A, a soft toy but the fabric itself has to be so tight that you can't poke a popsicle a lollipop stick in it oh wow so that sounds like it's tricky to it's really it's hard using worsted weight cotton yarn there's no give to it there's no give to it then they don't want to give to it it has to be a hundred percent cotton and so it's hard to do that with what did I have? A two point five millimeter. Oh my goodness! Crochet that hook. Would kill your hands. My hands were so sore after making two rows of the swatch that I gave up. And they're not supposed to be for toys. They're just for really little preemies. But you've been sewing. I've been sewing. I sewed. So you made in, a bunch of stuff for the girls in anticipation of the girls' arrival. I sewed three different styles of burp cloths. And Tell three different them. sizes. So, oh, I don't have the si- the dimensions here. I have them at home. That's okay. In any case, so there's flannel on one side and flannel on the other side. So and double flannel. Some lovely geometric. Really bright. bright. Really bright. We talked to him and I was in the fabric store and I sent yeah, Deborah I some want- photos. And she wanted the bright, happy patterns, not... Girly, 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 girly. So we've got bright, bright burp cloths, flannel on flannel. And then there are some that are flannel on terry. A soft terry. Yeah, yeah. and there's... It's, it's, that one's actually regular terry. Well, whatever. It's and then soft. there's... Yeah, and then there are some contoured burp cloths, and that's... So the contour has... There's, it's picture a rectangle... Yeah. Um, but one side has curve, like has a like a, a not a semicircle, but has a a portion, a cutout portion. So when you put it on your shoulder, that cutout portion kind of fits around your neck. So yeah, so it's a, a uh, contoured around your neck so that it stays on better. Yeah, yeah. And so that's flannel on one side and baby Terry on the other. And baby Terry stretches and flannel doesn't, and so it took me longer to make those than. It took me to make the other... It was just tricky. Yeah. Yeah. Just just fiddly 
but they're being used and that makes me happy. Oh, yeah. And I did a tiny little bit of sewing for it, <laughs> for the babies. I took some plain white and cream flannel that I had in my fabric stash. And I, oh, before I left New York, I, oh, I, I also didn't mention that I've left New York and my husband and I moved to Ottawa. So that happened while I was pregnant and we've been here three months and um, a few life changes. Um, <laughs> but before we moved, I bought myself a, a, a serger. Um, so a surgeon, like a sewing machine that does the edging. So I cut out a bunch of squares in flannel and then I surged around the edge and that was the end of the project. And there was a big stack of them. There's a big stack of them. I can't find half. I'm just, I think half of them are missing. Either half are missing or they just get used so often and so quickly. Half I, of them I think half missing. of them are missing somewhere in the house. Along with a sleep belt, two sleep belts I made and brought from... Yeah, Edmonton. we're going to get to that. Um, but the, so these are like little baby little washcloths and they're so helpful. And I think that we're missing half of them. Yeah. Otherwise, I need to go to the fabric store and buy a few yards of flannel and make more. Because I'm already, how did I run out in a day and a half? I thought I had close to 100 of them. Oh, I didn't see that many when I came. Close to 50? I don't know. I don't know. There was somewhere, it was either, I was, I thought, I thought I had like 99, but I might have had 49. Either way, it was like very close to a one More than 12. Yes. So I don't know where they all are, but um, they're somewhere. There's a lot of baby stuff around the house. You bought stuff and you were given things. Yeah. And yeah, so there's a lot of baby stuff and I'm having some trouble keeping some of it straight. Because, um, you know, babies come in different sizes, too. So so they say. Yeah. So, like, the clothing is in different sizes. Yeah. And, yeah. So, <laughs> a little tired. And then the last project, both you and I sewed versions of it. Um, there was, we saw, don't tell anyone, but we, we found this product that um, essentially it's, it would maybe fall under the category of a baby carrier, but you're you're not supposed to get up. But essentially, picture a, a stretch like a yoga pant fabric um, with Velcro on the two ends, and you wrap it around your torso and Velcro it together at the back. So it's like a a, a wide um, tube top kind of thing. It swaddles the mom, and it goes around your 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 torso, and then you tuck the baby in, and it holds the baby for tummy time. Essentially, yeah. or for for skin skin to skin, so it holds the baby to you, so that while you're sitting, you can read your hand. Your your hands are free. You're not you can't get up and walk around with it on, but in particular because there are two babies, um, it uh, we we saw this product and thought while it's delightful and we want to support, you know, small companies, we could make that. So you made two. Yeah. And I made, I made one. I made two out of uh, a stretch material. I'm not sure if it... Uh, it's an athletic well, material. An right? athletic material. I haven't seen the material A four-way four stretch material. Yeah. And, and then I used a different fabric and made one. Cause I had, which works really well. Yeah, and so the one I have works really well. And the ones you made, we can't quite find. They're right missing. Now. They're, they're somewhere. They're somewhere. Well, we're not quite sure where it when is. When the girls are 12, we'll find them. That's possible. But um, thank you, 
You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I made them and brought them from Edmonton, and everything else seems to have made its way out of the the bag. And Melanie remembers us unpacking them. And did you I've, check the small pockets of your bag, like the front yes, pockets? Mm. Neither of us can remember where I put them. In any case, so the, that's what we did craft-wise in preparation for the baby's arrival. Yeah. I'm pretty tired. I'm pretty tired. That's, I'm traveling. You're traveling to Toronto tomorrow. To Toronto to see my mom for a couple of days and then back to Edmonton. Yeah. And I'm going to try to get a couple hours of sleep tonight. That's a really good idea. (laughs) 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 Wishful thinking, she's thinking. But it's been a pleasure chatting. It's been wonderful. And uh, we'll do it again. The first section of the podcast was Savvy Mom talking with Deborah, and now it's been a little while. It's been a few days, and Savvy Mom is talking with me. Hi, Mom. Hi, honey. How are you? I am really tired. I wonder why. I don't know if I'm as tired as the bird who is sitting on my decolletage right now. She's very cute there. Technically, though, it's covered. It's She's just sitting on my... She's making a nest on my boobs. <laughs> That's my bird. That's your bird. So, Mom... So, why are you so tired? Could it have to do with the fact that you spent... All morning drinking coffee? It wore off. It wore off. No, I was thinking about all the travel you did yesterday. It could be. I guess I should talk about that. Why don't you start with that? It's not knitting related. We'll get to that. Okay, so four days ago, I was in Edmonton. I am in Edmonton again now, but four days ago, I was in Edmonton. And I flew to Atlanta, Georgia to perform at a school there, at a private school, and to do workshops with the kids. These were high school kids ranging from grade 9 to grade 12, and I love doing that. Honestly, it makes me really happy. I love, it was, they were French music workshops based on the life of Edith Piaf and Jacques Brel. You you saw some of the videos. Oh, they were, they were so funny. The kids are funny. And it's fun working with them. It's really fun. And it's something I'm good at, and I did that, but, um... I was there for two days, and then I flew back, and you know what? Atlanta's really far. It is? I mean, I didn't know, okay, honestly, I didn't know, it. I did not know it would take about 14 hours of travel each way, because usually when I go there, I go from New York, and it's just a couple hours. So, from Atlanta, Georgia, you went Atlanta, Georgia, to... Well, to get there, I went to Edmonton, Calgary, Calgary, Toronto, Toronto, Atlanta. And luckily, luckily, the flight back was not via the East Coast, since it is currently being slammed with a giant storm. I'm sad I'm missing it, but I'm not sad I'm not traveling through an airport. That would be awful. It would have been just terrible. So I'm, I'm really, really glad that... That I I went via Houston, so I went via Houston. Uh, so you so you went Atlanta, Houston to Houston, Houston Edmonton, right? And honestly, I hadn't realized Houston was so far from Edmonton. It was four and a half hours a flight. I it's I it's far. I guess yeah, it's near the border to Mexico, so that it's, it is yeah. legitimately it's across far. the continent going south. Oh, so far. Anyway, I'm here. 
I'm, but I'm back in Edmonton. Your were not delayed. The flights there were delayed. Right. I got in at midnight instead right. instead of not midnight. And I was visiting Deborah in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. And uh, from there I went to visit my mom and family and friends in Toronto for three days. And then my return to Edmonton, because of the severe cold in Edmonton, all the flights in and out of the city were delayed and my flight from Toronto to Edmonton was delayed about so late six to eight hours of total travel time from leaving my friend's house to arriving at my house was over 14 hours that's crazy it was crazy when I arrived here it was so cold it was also 2.30 in the morning it was 2.30 in the morning at this point, uh, we have milder weather here in Edmonton. We do, we do. However, but, however, the rest of the world, the rest of America anyway, seems to be hit with cold weather. We were just looking up where is the coldest place in the U.S. at this... I know we're in Canada, but our weather's a little milder right now, at least where we are. So where is the coldest temperature in continental U.S. at this time, and we discovered it was in... Drumroll. Mount Washington, New Hampshire. And uh, the wind chill is minus 67 degrees Celsius. That's insane. That's, that's yeah. I mean, if you remember, their license plate says, they're on their cars, the license plates say... Live free or die. It doesn't say... Freeze to death and become a a person-sickle. A person-sickle. It should say live warm or die. die. Oh, dear. (laughs) Well, I was reading an article about it, about the cold in the New York Times, and I quote, it said, Panicked New York residents rushed to shops before the snow came, clearing shelves of milk, eggs, and kale. What? First, kale's not a real food, guys. We have to talk about At some point, we need to discuss that. Kale, not a food. Should not be eaten. It is not a... It's, it's, it's a weed. It. I actually had a lot of kale the other day. And did you enjoy it? No! No one enjoys kale! Why do people eat it? I don't know. The antioxidants, probably. I got a sandwich, and the side was some kind of marinated kale. And you know how much chewing you have to do? You just get bored. <laughs> The payoff, the payoff is not worth it. It doesn't slide down your delicious throat. It's just not. And and I had, I asked for a smoothie, and they gave me a kale smoothie. So it was kale with kale. Did you choose a kale smoothie? Did you order it? I t- I told the server to use her discretion, and pick an interesting smoothie. And she picked she the kale cucumber kale. smoothie. So it was kale and kale. That is more kale than cumulatively I have had in my life. So the point is. It makes New Yorkers sound like idiots. But milk, not. eggs, and kale. Milk, but, eggs, and kale. But the truth is, and because I was in New York before Snowmageddon in what was it, two thousand thirteen, or I think the one where we basically canceled Halloween in New York, and I went to the store and people were buying not milk, eggs, and kale. They were buying pre-made gourmet meals. Okay. And no one drinks milk. They drink almond milk and things. So it would be more like soy milk and a stuffed. Turkey breast, probably with kale. Probably with kale. So, yeah, I don't 100% believe that reporting, but uh, I, also many New Yorkers I know don't know how to make eggs. 
Okay. You just, you know, anyway, um, yeah, I'm so sad I'm missing the storm. I wish I were in New York during the storm. But anyway. Instead, you are here. I'm here. So while you were home here, and I was visiting family in Ottawa and Toronto, when I returned, you reported to me that you had had um, several... Incidents of the smoke alarms going off yes. in the house. Yes, it so happened. what were the causes of, of your smoke alarm? Um, well, I made soy, soy nuggets once, and I made popcorn twice. Soy nuggets? Yeah. Like soy chicken nuggets, and but why, with soy. Why did the smoke alarm go off? Because obviously I am the best cook ever, and the smoke alarm wanted to loud me with music. <laughs> The poor bird. She did not like the smoke alarm. I will mention that right now that the poor bird is sitting snuggled, snuggled onto your uh, chest. She's flattened herself and she looks absolutely adorable. Maybe I should take a picture. I did take a picture. Oh, okay. Because she looks so Yeah, cute. I'll take another picture while we talk. Can you talk a bit, though, about... Tell, me, tell, tell us all about the bird, Mom. What's up with the sweet bird? Well, she was very happy when I came home. Tell us about it. She... Found me sitting down, and she... Wait, where were you sitting? She flies into the bathroom. She gets really mad if you close the bathroom door. And she landed on my shoulder and went plop, squeak. Hopped to the other shoulder and went back and forth with a little happy squeak going from side to side to side. She was Uh, so happy to see you. She was so happy to see me. Yes, the bird was happy to see me, and then you went out of town, and then when you came back, she was happy to see you. I mean, she spent most of the last day on me. Yeah, she's really happy that you're home. Isn't it nice to have a bird around? Hey, best bird in the world, what did she eat for breakfast today? Uh, You made a tuna and egg sandwich. Oh, I I had toast with tuna. And I had made some hard-boiled eggs, so I sliced hard-boiled eggs on top of that, and she had the best breakfast ever. She did. She picked at the uh, toast and and reveled in the egg yolk and picked at the tuna. She had a marvelous time. If you don't have a sparrow for a pet, you just haven't lived. You really haven't. You don't understand what love is like unless you have a sparrow for a pet. So, while I was out of town, Melanie got busy and started to tidy my craft room. It had exploded. It had exploded. It exploded from being all tidy and organized, and over the last, I'd say, about six months or so, or it so. had totally exploded. There is a bed in there. You couldn't see the bed. Uh, there was a floor, and... You couldn't really see the floor. Well, you could. You could walk in there. Um, However, it had exploded out into the hallway. And Melanie, thank you very much. You tidied things up. I will reorganize some of the things. But I now can walk in. I can see the whole floor. And when you needed... Blocking pins. pins, I did need them. I was able to walk in and open a drawer and bring out the blocking pins without... Any drama. So speaking of blocking pins, I was going to talk about that next. Oh, the bird just went to bed, which is good because I've been, good bird, I've been arching my back so she'd be comfortable and 
it's not comfortable for both of us. Well, considering she took a chunk out of your finger about ten minutes ago, that well, was very she, nice of you to make her she comfortable. Was, she didn't mean it. She did it. She was angry because I woke her up. It's okay. So, you've been working on a beautiful project. Did we talk about this previously? I don't think we've talked for a while. Or have we talked? Wait, on the last podcast we talked, but we might have talked about the the last shawl. I don't know that we talked about this shawl. Okay, so this is... This is a beautiful project, very complicated. I talked about this shawl okay. alone, though. So this no. is the one I'm making for Carissa. She's the woman who designed the Wonder Woman shawl, and she was kind enough to ask if I would... Well, I I expressed delight in her shawl at Stitches, Texas, and she asked if I'd like to test knit it since the pattern wouldn't be out till spring. And I said, of course, I would love to. And luckily, she's an excellent pattern designer. There were very few things that I actually needed to go back to her about. The pattern was basically, per- except for a couple tiny things, basically a perfect pattern. Unlike the shawl I made before this, this is my second major shawl. The first major shawl, although the yarn looks beautiful, it's weak. I know it has, oh, the, yarn the yarn is, is weak, weak, so I spent all this time on it and the top already looks old and I basically can't wear this glorious shawl. And I'm pretty upset about that, to be honest. So I used sock yarn for this because I, I hope it blocks, but I figured it's stronger. People wear it on their feet. Right. And I used Into the World. I bought it at uh, Rhinebeck, and the shawl is called Blue Bonnets Forever, and it's full of blue bonnets that are blue and so green. so pretty. So not only did you do the pattern, but you also beaded it. I Yes, I got into beading. If you have to be knitting, you might as well bead. If you have to walk around carrying a crochet hook, you might as well <laughs> bead. Aha! Uh-huh. <laughs> Exactly. So I um, I added beads to the pattern. I asked her if she'd mind, and she said, of course not. So I added beads at a strategic place. However, since I am a relatively new beater, um, I didn't realize that adding them would mean I was adding so many beads. I figured, oh, oh yeah. Hundreds there are there. probably about 650 beads. There's probably more bead than shawl. But I figured, okay, you know, every repeat, I will add one. But there were a lot. By the time the shawl got big, there were a lot of repeat. Anyway, taunts so many beads. It's extremely heavy. And I had the worst time finding the green beads because I bought the blue beads at Rhinebeck. But the green beads I was ready to add on the day after Boxing Day. It was time. So I ended up going to the, the, the yarn store in Edmonton. They did not have green beads. They were really nice. They directed me to a bead store down the road. Went to the bead store. They didn't have Japanese seed beads. They only had... Chinese seed beads, which oh. aren't as good, they're they're known to not be as good, and and they didn't look they didn't look nice. They just right. they didn't look they didn't look nice. So then I ended up going to Michael's, and they only had one of I needed a little more than two of these little packets, and um, they only had one, and so I had to go to another Michael. It was it was a long day, but I've got the beads, I've got the shawl, it's done, it's blocking. Thanks. To my mom, who has blocking pins and those things that you... Blocking pads. She has those. So that's... Oh, and it's it's glorious. It's pretty glorious. I think it's moved a little, though. You could... I think the side... Oh, well. It's still... You could spray it with water tomorrow and just tighten up the blocking pins. Oh, tomorrow I'm taking the blocking pins out. I know. I know. But if you thought it's it's pulled in a little too much... Oh, I'll spray it tonight. So not... You knit it, you did it you used a lace pattern and you followed a lace pattern which amazes me because 
I've done very little lace knitting, and I... It's not I, that hard, actually, I've got to say. It's just following it, and, and... Well, you memorized your pattern as you were going along. But, and it's blocking, and it's going to be dry tomorrow, and done. And I did... Okay, I did make a few mistakes. I, I had to pull out oh. it at several... I had to start about six times, and I'll, near the end, I was I was still making mistakes, and, it, and the mistakes weren't during the knitting row; they were during the crochet row for the most part. Because you crochet, whatever the purl row. So you knit one pattern, and then you purl a row, and then you knit the pattern. And during the purl row, often I guess there'd be yarn overs that sort of disappeared, or I don't know who knows. Knitting's hard, yo. But well, knitting lace is difficult. This is you did a beautiful job. But like I said, I had to add stitches here and there. I did have to knit up sometimes if I forgot to add it. There was a giant mistake near the end. It took almost two hours. I was traveling at that point, two hours to correct. Um, but you can't really see it, so I'm I'm good with that. It doesn't, you know, I'm I'm happy with that. Yes. How many ends do you have to sew in? One, two, three, four. Because at one point the yarn had been attached it looks like there were two ends that were felted together in the construction of this yarn and i have to say it wasn't a mill end and it wasn't cheap i i am very actually disappointed that that happened it shouldn't shouldn't have happened not thrilled with that but it did happen and so yeah Beautiful. i had to take i think i might see a tiny little mistake anyway so that's that that's my knitting i don't know if i want to knit anything else i might be done Forever. That's, that's an interesting topic, but I will, uh, being done with knitting is an interesting topic, and I will deal with that in a later podcast. It's it's not a personal story. No. No. It's not a personal story. No. Okay, well. So it's not one. What else do you have to talk about, Mom? Well, I wanted to talk about legacy crafts. Which is what? Thing when you die? What projects that you do or I do or or a crafter or knitter or crocheter what projects will be loved and treasured by generations and what projects will be donate end up being donated to the thrift shops well since i mostly knit for myself <laughs> and i expect them all to be buried with me ah note ah. to mom <laughs> i worked hard on this shawl there's no way this shawl <laughs> this shawl's going with me and same with the pink one no, there's no, no one gets them. They're mine. I spent weeks and I could have been writing a novel. But I think everybody can, can think of, everyone who's a crafter can think of some item that they have that they treasure or they know is treasured by, by families or friends that somebody has made and I can think of several examples. Um, my grandmother taught me how to crochet. She crocheted lace with the tiniest of, of um, uh, a crochet hooks using crochet cotton. She crocheted doilies. So that's how I learned to crochet on a tiny, tiny hook. And I didn't know there were names to the stitches. I just knew this is what you did at this point. I didn't know that you could write down patterns. I just thought my grandmother was terribly brilliant and she could just make wonderful doilies just improvising as she went along. Wow. So I have, oh, I think I have about four or five of the doilies that she made and those I treasure. Um, 
Savvy Girl Deborah had her babies, and we... You talked we, about we that. Talked you about podcast them. with these yes. screaming babies. Yes, 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 yes. yes. And I think as I I think I mentioned this in that that was that was a They'll have just ago. they'll have just heard this. Right. That, you will have just heard it with a short musical interlude. It right. will have just played. I recorded that with uh Deborah uh about two weeks ago, so I don't remember exactly what was It was said. New Year's Eve. It was actually six days ago. <laughs> Wasn't it? No, no, no. I was here for New Year's Eve. It was Christmas? It was Eve? Christmas. It must have been Christmas Eve. Oh shoot! It's time for another. Yes, Bird. It's time for another podcast. Okay, it was Christmas okay. Eve. So, what I found touching was she brought the babies home from the hospital uh, when the first they she had the twins, and when the first twin came home from the hospital, um, she was wrapped in baby blanket that my mother had made when you were born and I had brought each of my children home from the hospital in this beautiful yellow baby blanket. Um, When the second twin came home from the hospital, she wrapped her in the blanket I had made for Deborah when I was expecting her. And so that's what I mean by legacy projects, projects that may, it makes me smile that these are treasured into the next generation. Well, do you have any other ones? Because I can think of two, three. Um, go ahead. Okay, well, you made me a blanket. It's yellow. Exactly. I love that blanket. So that would be, I'm trying to think where it is. I'm not sure where it is, but if I knew where it was, I love that blanket. So that would be number one. Yeah. Number two, one of our listeners made a shawl. Her name is Lynn. I hope you're listening, Lynn. She lives in Long Island. We, Deborah and I went out to spend a day at the beach with, with her and her husband, and she was finishing a shawl, and I asked if I could have it because I have no shame. And she said yes. It is my favorite thing. How could you just ask someone for a shawl? Right? Do you know how much work goes into making a right? shawl? Look, look at oh. that blocked shawl. Okay, it was almost as big. It's almost mm. as big as this shawl. It is... And she gave it to She you? gave it to me, and it is absolutely, it's made of Madeline Tosh. It's gray. Every time I wear it, I mean, it's glorious. You don't wear it to keep warm. You wear it to show off your shawl. And I don't wear it much because I don't want to break it. I love it. And I wore it, I wore it to Stitches, Texas, and I wore it to Rhinebeck, and I got so many compliments. And everyone said, you know, your shawl is so beautiful. And my answer is, yes, I know, uh-huh. <laughs> because I didn't make it. Anyway, so that's that's the thing. And then um, my former neighbor in New York, Tina, she crochets edges. She buys these really nice dishcloths, not dishcloths. They're, dish towels? But you don't use them on your dishes. and They're really, really nice. You hang them in your bathroom as... Not putting your hand on towels, but beautiful... Like guest towels. You don't use them. them. Decorative towels. But they're not not made of terry. They're made of cotton. Okay. And I I could show you. I have one upstairs, and it's got a bird printed on it, but she crochets edges to these. Lovely. So so she crocheted edges to that, and it's, it's the kind of thing you keep forever, so... And yet, if you go into the thrift shops where people donate things, you can often find things that have been discarded. I know, I know. And I can think of um, one trip you made to a thrift shop where you found items that were 
lovingly made, probably by a grandmother. Oh, I re- this was two thousand. Um, this was uh-huh. two thousand twelve, uh-huh. or no? It was when I bought the baby doll for the knitting show. Yeah, it was two thousand. Or was that the year? Front of me for the knitting show. It might have been 2013. Anyway, yeah. So it was in it was in Saskatoon. Okay. I was driving and I found these booties. I talked about this on the podcast back then. Like knit hand knit slippers. Yeah, they weren't baby. They weren't for baby things. For babies, they weren't booties. They were were knit hand knit slippers that obviously had been given as gifts, never worn, and just thrown into the giveaway. Bag. I know, people and, are awful. And what did you discover about them? Well, there were two separate pairs, so I picked up one pair and I thought, ooh, hand knits, okay, maybe I'll maybe I'll buy them. So I put my hand in and there was a folded $50 bill in there. <laughs> and so I thought, wow, score. So I found this other pair and I, was, I thought, no, there's no way. So I put my hand in and indeed there was a second $50 bill in there. So, so somebody had lovingly made slippers probably for her grandkids. And put in money. And put in money as a gift and they probably thought oh grandma cheaped out on us those ungrateful brats you know grandma gave us these cruddy looking slippers we don't want and inside she had put 50 50 dollar bills right i was thrilled because i paid for all my props and more i mean and the gas and you made a hundred dollars well 98 i bought the slippers 98. You bought i the bought slippers. one pair of slippers i mean come on i didn't need two pair of booties oh. anyway <laughs> anyway um yeah so that and that you're right legacy yep legacy given away yeah so what's your plan for the next couple of months uh, knitting plan, I mean. Knitting plan. You or sewing. You said you had some things you wanted to make for the babies. Oh, I'm thinking. Well, I the burp cloths and I, things. I made. I, didn't we not? Did we talk about the burp? Cloths? You did. You just said you had other things you wanted to make. Mom, I know. Don't you want to knit anything? Or sew together your granny squares? I do want. Okay. You have inspired me to do some blocking. Okay? So... I inspired her. You do. You inspire me all the time. But I have some squares that I knit probably five years ago, six years ago. And they need to be blocked. They're all different patterns. I, um... Uh, different stitches and different shapes even though all these squares came from the same the same pattern I don't remember the name of it but I think it was a Bernat Bernat pattern and uh, they are they're all different they're different shapes different sizes and I have avoided sewing them together because Different. I don't know how it's going to work. But if you block them, you so, can block them to the same size. Exactly. Bum, bum, bum. Exactly. So you have inspired me. I think I... Oh, I will block those squares, and then I have an idea about how I want to uh, connect them all. I want to knit them together. So that's okay. one project. Um, another thing you have inspired me, see, you've inspired me about something else has nothing to do with my knitting, but you purchased for me. Oh, that beautiful, beautiful, beautiful round 
round shawl. It's a perfect circle. It's complicated. It has sparkly threads in it. I bought it in Leeds. Oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. And I forget the woman who made it, but I interviewed her a couple years ago. She's part of the, the spinning guild in Leeds. Yeah, did she the spin UK. the... She did. She, she spun. Died? She dyed and spun the yarn and made this, and she sold it for a gloriously low price. I, I don't even... I mean, she obviously it. wasn't so trying to make money on it. this. I... I it's absolutely gorgeous. I'm super jealous that it's yours. But I'm, you gave it to me. You could have kept. No, it. it was. I saw it and immediately I thought it was for you. And I, I own a couple things she's made. I have three other fine in the hand. I have like six other things she's made. Really? Honestly, I should wear them. This woman is a genius. Anyway, well, it's absolutely beautiful. I've worn it, but it really needs to be blocked. So tomorrow, maybe the two of us will block it together. We yes, I think we yeah, should. It's, it's, It'll be so much bigger. It will be bigger, and the knit pattern will show more. Oh, absolutely! It, yeah, absolutely. And the edging is so pretty. Um, the edging is so pretty. Well, so, I don't what. So that's really. I mean, there are a lot of other things I'd like to do, but I'm focusing. If I can focus on just finishing one or two projects, then um, like completely finishing s- some things, then that would be a start. Then I have to work, start working my way through all the yarn in my craft room. Well, I feel like I should start. I feel like I'm sort of some person who knits shawls now, but I don't know. I mean, I just. It goes on forever, and I just and I really hated that edge on the first one. That was that was so painful. That was, but you did an incredible. That when you on have that. to add on and on yeah. and on, yeah, that's never happening again. So, so you have to choose your pattern carefully. I know, but either it's a it's a big knit. I don't know that I, I don't, you I don't know. Always knit a pair of socks now. I don't think I will. I don't know. Thank you. No. Okay. I have two pair, of, two and a half pair of socks I've knit, and I bought some knit socks that are, I, you know, I think I'm okay. I think I, I think unless someone wants to knit me socks, in which case, please, I really need socks. <laughs> but I just for the amount of, ugh, and I hate knitting on the four needles now that I've done round. I just, I don't think yeah. so, Mom. I don't think so. And I could make a hat, but I have a lot of hats. I mean, again, if, if anyone wants to make me a hat, I would not say no. You have no shame. No shame. <laughs> I mean, the other, my other, I have also a beautiful shawl I got from Swap Petition. So I have to say it's purple. I love it. I've been wearing it all. That is my go-to, go-to sort of scarf. I haven't been wearing a scarf. I've been wearing that shawl. So um, I, I probably don't need to me. I have lots, a couple. And I made some other shawl that everyone made for a while, a shawlette. Maybe it's the traveling woman. Not not thrilled with that. It's very small. I could block that, I guess. But yeah, I don't. You know, I don't know. I kind of. I wish I could knit something for someone, but I actually also wish I could just not knit. So, however, however, I might not. I might take a knitting break now. I knit a lot more than you knit this year. Oh, I know. I'm that. just saying. I know you've always got got the needles in your hand, and oh, don't say that. Yes, but you do. I mean, I was barfing in Kiev and knitting. Come on. It probably was what made me sick. The knitting. Yes. (laughs) And in the end, I had to pull it all out because I messed that up. That was the first time I started this pattern. So, so, anyway. Anyways. Do you have anything else to say? Is there anything else on this list you wrote? No, I made a little list because I need notes. No, that was everything I 
I was uh, thinking of discussing, except I want to wish everybody a happy new year. It is new year. It is. We have, uh, we're in the first week we are. of the new year, and uh, let everybody stay warm and toasty and healthy and, and have a wonderful the birds. year. And feed, feed the, birds. the birds. Yes. Feed the birds. The birds now sleeping on mom's shoulder. Yeah. So I almost dropped a camera on her while we were podcasting and she got angry and flew away. But now she can't stay away. We're her flock. We are her flock. Before we go, though, since I can't help it, can you just talk about how great she is just for a minute? I can talk about something about her. What? How she communicates what she wants. Okay. 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 So She, she just j- left. Yeah, she just flew back into her cage and she's <laughs> chirping at us. Um, at this time of the evening, she... Oh, she's asking, isn't she, she asking yeah, for she it? decides that she wants a snack. And what she wants is cereal and milk. Here, you talk about this. I'm going to get her the cereal. She is asking. So she, she got into this habit because I would have an evening snack. I'd have a small bowl of cereal with some milk or some almond milk in it. And she would wake up in her cage and start hopping around her cage and chirping. And a couple of times she was so desperate for the cereal and milk that she would hold on to the side of the cage as if she were a prisoner trying to get out. So now in the evening when she thinks about it, which is almost every day, she hops around and makes these little chirps and isn't happy unless she is offered some cereal and milk. She it's not any cereal. No, she really likes Rice Krispies, and she likes when they get a little bit soggy, and she likes when there's an extra pool of milk on the spoon, so she dips her beak into it and she, she drinks it, and that's what she's asking for right now yeah, is cereal out. and milk. Hey, Dindin. Hey, do you want it? Yeah. Melanie has her hand in the cage. The bird is not trying to eat her. She has come out. And she is now eating cereal. From my mouth? Yeah, not from a spoon. (laughs) She's playing baby bird with Melanie. There we go. There, you see, there's some more heat. Anyways, Happy New Year to the birds. Happy New Year to the listeners. And it's sweet, it's a ding-dong treat Knitting socks for little feet Just knitting with your knitting all day long You know, knitting's friendly and knitting's fun Knitting's good for everyone And that is why we sing this knitting song been listening to episode 179 of the Savvy Girls podcast. If you'd like to reach any of us, we are online at melanie at savvygirls.ca, Deborah at savvygirls.ca. I'm not exactly sure who gets the podcast at savvygirls.ca, but probably probably we both do. Uh, we're on Twitter at savvygirlspcast. We're on Facebook. I am trying to keep up with Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. I'm Melanie Presents on Instagram. And I also have a Melanie Presents on Twitter account. It's as if my whole life is social media. But, you know, it's kind of, it's fun to share things. It is. And it's like actually having friends. 
anyway, next episode, there will be things happening. I will be in New York, and I don't know. We're going to try to get some correspondence going with other people, and maybe Deborah will have an update. Who knows? And things will happen, and knitting will happen, although I don't know what... I'm, I mean, I'm done the shawl. We'll see. Anyway, in the meantime, tend to your knitting, kitten.